Welcome to the Master Your Mindset Podcast, Episode 2. On today's show, we got Sean Brown. Sean is a photographer, a videographer, a screenwriter, and a facilitator. He's part of my mastermind group and an all-around amazing individual. He is currently going through quite a bit right now, being a brand new dad, dealing with the loss of his father and grandfather, and trying to build a new business. What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Hey, Jer. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good, man. I can't complain. I'm happy to be able to have this conversation with you. Absolutely. It's a, it's an honor to be invited, actually. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So let's jump into it um, and just kind of give us an update on like where you're at right now. I know you recently, you know, it's been a couple months now since the loss of your father. Um, and I know you also have the addition of your, your daughter. So how are things going? How are you adjusting? Um, I'm adjusting well enough. It's uh, one of the things that I've realized about life is, or I guess specifically about having a child is like you quickly have a new normal. And, um, you know, when you're in the hospital, they just give you this thing. And then it's just like, okay, you go home now. And it's just <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> there's no manual. You're not coming with us. Like who's responsible for this living thing now? <laughs> well, you kind of are responsible for the living thing. Yeah, yeah it's implied. It's implied that, you know, you're keep, supposed to keep them alive. So, um, so right. that was that journey. Um, so my daughter is a year and a half now. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's been a learning experience. Um, definitely a learning experience. In relation to um, your father, how long ago was that exactly? Yeah, so um, it was December 2016. Um, I think it was December 7th at 7.30 a.m. he passed. Okay. Um, and then so two weeks later, my daughter was born. Yeah, so that... So what, what was what was that like for you? Like like obviously you know you knew your daughter was to be expected, but um, I don't think you knew that your your father was going to pass. That that happened did it happen suddenly, or was that also expected? Um, it was definitely it was sudden for us. Um, he'd had medical issues for like a long time now, but um, we as a family had just gotten used to it in a certain regard. Like it's like oh dad has to be in the hospital type of thing. Um, so, but then all of a sudden it just kind of accelerated and then he was hospitalized. Um, and like within days, like he was hospitalized on the Saturday. And then um, I think it was the Tuesday morning he passed. And then uh, Tuesday, I got two weeks later, my daughter was born. So that was, um, <laughs> I don't know what kind of word to describe that kind of situation. It was just very, um, uh, I found like the best way to just get through it is try to be as present as possible yeah. and yeah, as grateful as possible. So, so what was your, your mindset like dur during that time? I mean, I mean, there's obviously huge transitions going on in your life. Were you able to have the time you needed to, to mourn for your father with the addition of your daughter coming in? Or was it just kind of like a, a I, I don't, I don't want to use the word smooth because of like losing your father, right. It, it's kind of a big issue, but what was the what was your mindset like during that process? Um, so and it's actually was a fast kind of a fascinating thing because me and my dad are actually really close, and even how I'm able to regard it now with kind of, I guess the peace that I'm able to have about it, um, 
it was very interesting just because how I got through it, honestly, like my, it's similar to with the topic of this whole thing, personal development. And um, so trying like growing as a person, growing as um, looking at your faults and all those kinds of things, or looking at where you can grow um, led me to kind of recommit to a spiritual path. I grew up Christian in the Christian denomination um, left eventually. And then um but then I started gaining, walking on this per- personal path, uh, personal development path. And then for me, that led into a, a spiritual path. Um, I feel like a lot of personal development um, is, you know, influenced by, you know, spiritual foundations, spiritual principles. Um, so that's what got me through it is just this. Um, <laughs> was, was that why, everyone, sorry, was that why you decided to go on this like self-development and then eventually spiritual path? because of the loss of your father, were you asking questions that brought you there? Or was it just, was it just like, like a coincidence almost? Like, you know what I mean? Like your father passed, but then you also decided to work on yourself. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, no, so by that point, um, we had been in our mastermind for I think like seven months by that right. point, because that was the year that mine was founded. And um, so when you're in this group, that you just feel accountable and we're challenging each other to really look at our stuff and really look at what are the mechanics, you know, running our lives and our decisions. Um, That was kind of the accelerant to, you know, my personal development before that it was books. Um, You know, I have a close group of friends and we would just kind of occasionally talk about stuff, but there wasn't, it wasn't structured. There was no like real accountability um, on actions and so forth. Um, so it was still very general, but like it had started, like, let's say the year before or like maybe a year and a half before of just kind of kind of reading books and being kind of friendly with the idea. And then eventually doing the mastermind, which was, again, a, a great accelerant to um, my personal development. And then throughout that path, um, I'd got ex- gotten exposed to certain texts by like a spiritual teachers that I'd, it was com- what we would call coincidental. Right. Um and that kind of really recontextualized and to this day, the same source uh, recontextualizes how I view life and kind of uh, I use it to, it supports me in keeping in check so, um, about where I'm coming from. Okay. So w- would you say like the mastermind, you know, we, we meet once a week, we've been doing this for say over two years now, would you say that the mastermind helped give you one like structure to your self-development? Um, as opposed to just like you're hearing something here, you're talking about it there. This gave you kind of structure to be able to work on it on a weekly basis, right? Which in return, m- maybe when you're the loss of your father also helped you deal with the loss of your father. 100%. Wow. Like, absolutely. Like it's um, like everyone's on their own journey and moves at their own pace. And like you, like you do that. I, for me, again, I found that when I'm in a group, um, where people actually ask you uh, on the things that you declared that you were going to do last week or um, that, that who are genuinely interested in your mental and emotional state. Like um, when you have, when you have that support structure um, that's to me, that's what makes everything. Um, it so far, in my opinion, uh, I haven't seen any, um, any event or any workshop um, any one-time thing that's really going to support you the way that a mastermind will support you for the simple fact that the, the neurons in your brain have been acting the way they've been acting 
for the duration of your life up until this point of change or this point of interruption. So even if you go Robbins or whatever else, Gary Vaynerchuk, you have these phenomenal speakers um, who are very impactful on this. Like, yes, I need to do this. Yes, let's go. We're going to start a business. Yes, I'm going to change my habits and reclaim my life. A lot of those things are end up being emotionally based um, and not into the real beliefs of why you do the things that you do. It's, you know, my limited perspective, but more, even more than that, um, your brain is going to support you making all the decisions you've made previously. It's not, it's not designed to support you to make new decisions. You have to, you have to do what you need to do and create a support system, a support structure, however that looks for you in order to create those new, those new neural pathways for you to move forward. So you got to create new habits and then work on those new habits on like almost like an everyday basis to be able to change that, that way of thinking. Right. Yeah. And like, um, again, so the mastermind is like a, a, a huge support of that right. because, you know, again, you have your declarations and you're coming together and people are just like, so how, how is that going? That thing that you said that you were going to do, how is it going? And not from a place of judgment, from a place of love and genuine care for you and your declaration to move forward in your own life. Right. Okay. So, so that's amazing. So the mastermind has been like a big tool that you could use in your life to help you deal with like the other kind of bigger problems that, that you have going on. Right. And it's also been a, a place for you to kind of um, like set some structure in your life that you can continuously work on yourself on I'd say a weekly, probably almost daily basis. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Between. Uh, okay. So <laughs> after your father passes two weeks, later, your daughter's now born. Um, and, and I mean, that's amazing. And I get that the mastermind has been so beneficial to you. But once that, once your daughter was born, you had her home, you know, how did, did your mindset actually change at that point at all? Or did you realize anything that like, you know, like you said before, now you got to take care of this like living you know, human, <laughs> right? So, so what, what, you know, did anything happen like within that two weeks where you had to change your mindset because you knew now you have to be responsible for another life? Um, I wouldn't say that anything that I can recall really changed in my mindset before she was born. Well, I'm talking um, about more like after she was born, like after you brought her home. Uh, yeah. After, after, after she's home, um, what changed? I, I don't, I, it's kind of weird. Cause like, it's just like, what changes is, is you have a baby. So like, you just, you kind of just do what the circumstance requires. Right. It's just this thing is making this, I keep calling her this thing. This thing is making this noise. Yeah, let's this give let's give her a name noise. just for <laughs> to make this easier. Her name is Kiona. Kiona. So like you so Kiona's crying and you're a new parent and you're just trying to like um make the crying stuff, you know, for um, for two benefits. One, you know, for her own benefit and then two for your own. And then like so you know, as a, for me, as I've grown, it's just like, and really trying to, uh, my sympathy for her is like, she's crying because something's going on with her. And then you have these two clowns being me and my partner, Amanda, trying to figure <laughs> out what's wrong with her. She can't express what's going on with her. Like, it's a frustrating time for everybody. Um, but I found like, it's, it's moments like that or like in those times of like, let's say hyper stress where it's just like the tools kind of come back um sometimes slower than others um where it's just like okay um 
be present. All right. So what is what could be happening? Let's let's really be present. Let's be present with her and then kind of start you start noticing her cues in terms of, you know, the way that she's moving her body or even the tone with which she's crying and um, you know, and then just the common sense thing is just like as you start paying attention, it's just like, oh, what time is it? You know, maybe she is just hungry or it's just sticking it out, you know, when sorry you go oh no i was just kind of agreeing with you i mean um i also got two kids so also really young so i can kind of relate to what you're saying um but i'm interested to know like you know so you bring you bring the baby home you guys are new parents and stuff like that Um, i imagine there could be some difficult times you know between you two as partners also dealing with this baby um what what kind of tools like um really kind of helped you out to like for any time that it kind of got out of hand almost and you're able to bring it back and keep that and keep being present and keep kind of, you know, being there for Kiona. Um, I'd say that the tools that I, the tools that I've found um, that worked kind of maybe not so much in a, in this situation, but from a greater, like, let's like, let's say more macro view is like the structures to begin with. So, um, um, we instituted a, I, well, I don't want to take the credit, but like, so we instituted a, uh, two date nights a week, um, pretty early in Kiona being born. Cause those were things that were important to me. Um, and those were things that just, uh, I feel were supportive of our relationship. Um, so where, you know, my mom is going to be by and is going to watch her and, you know, we she can just go sleep. We can just hang out and uh, just go on a date and uh, and just spend some one on one time. Okay, so it's important. Um, yeah, exactly for that one on one time for you guys to. Keep, it was important to you anyway to keep that kind of relationship, um, like between you and her going on, right? Right. Yeah. Just so you made sure you had that intimacy. Yeah, and it's just and just just if nothing else for a for just a break. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <You> <laughs> adult <laughs> yeah yeah um and um and the other thing too is um at the time and actually currently something that i need to bring back up to her is that we had um a weekly meeting um within let's let's say the first couple of months so like on sundays um they kind of end up being our family day um but then also having a weekly meeting where we are touching base with uh how we're feeling um things that might be coming up for us and um and just getting a chance to just kind of discuss and debrief on how our relationship is going specifically kind of like um, uh like almost like a mastermind just for you guys yeah for yeah just for the just for the yeah. pair of us to yeah just to move forward because again like you know life happens really and then we fell out of that practice and then to be perfectly candid, like perfect candor, like now we're having like issues or now we'll have like a little uh, miscommunications and so forth. And then it's just like, so I think that it would, to bring it to reinstitute that habit is really supportive because again, like things that you might not feel comfortable in to just bring right. up in like, as it happens or you don't, or you don't want to react to a circumstance. So you piss me off um, and I don't want to react in a, in a, in a state of being, Right. Upset. I don't want to react in that space. So I'm going to take that item. I'm just going to come to a place of peace about it on Sunday. Let's say when we have our meeting, it's just like, okay, this happened. This is why I got upset. 
um, or this is this is why anger arose. It's just like, can't, like let's just discuss what happened, or let's just discuss what you can do or what I can do. Um, but again, if the hopefully you're you know you're with a partner that can support that kind of space but then you do end up having a mini mastermind where you start checking into well why was this a problem why was this why is this why is it being taken the way that let's say it was said or all those little nuances to being a human being yeah no i i think that's a really amazing exercise uh for krista and i as well uh we actually just talked about that yesterday to start implementing kind of like a weekly check-in with each other just to see how the week went see how we can support each other with the upcoming week. The other thing that we've been kind of focusing on is like we have our own visions, but also our vision together and what that looks like. Um, have you and your partner, like, especially now with Kiana, like have, have you thought about your vision and like what that kind of looks like together? So, and that's another thing too, because like we, uh, it was a couple months ago when we, had, we created a vision board for ourselves right. and, um, you know, we've been, I'd say, let's say, slowly kind of manifesting those items. Um, but I do think that like a, a regular, let's say, maybe not structured, but scheduled check-in, I think would support um, would support that intention moving forward. So, you know, we are, so we're, we're happy. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it, man. Happy together. Yeah. Like you, like no one else is responsible for your happiness. Yeah. That I, I'm a total and complete believer yeah. but happy together I think those kinds of things support yeah. that and one of the things that I've personally t- taken away from this is like once you guys can have this vision together and you know what each other wants but you also know what you want as a couple or as a family um, you can help keep the other person accountable and help kind of keep them on the right course right you're, you're literally yeah. living with someone that sees you every single day um, if, if they yeah. know you have certain goals and you need to be accomplishing certain things on a daily basis, if they see you're not doing those things, that person can be there and, and keep you on track. So, so yeah. the, the one big like insight that I've gotten um, out of you right now is, is communication, right? Communication within your mastermind group, communication with your partner and just being authentic and just kind of being, you know, as genuine as, as possible about what's going on with yourself and being vulnerable almost, right? And not being afraid to, to really like, you know, not just talk about what's good going on with you, but also what's not good going on with you, right? So that way, at least it's out there in the open and, you know, the other person or in the mastermind group, the other people can give you feedback on, you know, where you're at and how, you know, you can keep kind of moving forward in a positive, in a positive way. Yeah. Definitely. I think even to that, I'd say like one, like if you, if you are, I'd say vulnerabilities are, are definitely cornerstone to a successful relationship, in my opinion. And um, I think courage is one of the most underestimated elements to life um, that we face because, like, there's so many moments that, for so many different reasons, it that you get fearful of, or like there's so like just. So looking at for an, taking our relationship as an example, if um, you can be offended by something and then be embarrassed about why you're offended for something. Now, if you don't have the courage to at least look at that circumstance within yourself, let alone with another part, with another human being, like you're, the probability is that you're going to continue those patterns. You're going to continue, you're going to continue that habit. And then that cycle of being upset 
will continue. So the courage to look at those kinds of things for yourself, and then it takes another a continued courage to bring that up with your partner. I know for myself, that's one of the things that I personally experienced where it's just like, I kind of have to take a deep breath and then it's just like decide to lay it out there because in that moment, it just feels uncomfortable to admit or just to say out loud or to utter um, so it t- so I think that courage is like this hugely, and it's not fearlessness because I don't I'm not convinced that fearlessness necessarily exists. But I think like practicing courage for all these micro nano moments in your life, I feel like that's what I feel like that's what changes the trajectory of your life and your actions. And I feel like anyone who's ever accomplished anything, they all seem to echo those kinds of things. Failure is a necessary part of it, and letting go of fear is a necessary part of it. And I think you can probably summarize all of success on almost any scale with those two central elements. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I I think fear should be recognized and it's definitely an element, but I think courage um, and fear kind of go, I I think they kind of go hand in hand almost, right? Because fear is going to be there. It's going to be present. I think you have to accept it. And I think it has to be, um, you know, part help you gauge kind of, kind of where you're at, but using courage to actually go past that fear and continue with your actions, I think is going to continue to, to help you grow and to help you get closer and closer to your goals. And see, the funniest thing that you said that, so last, um, I posted a video recently and then um, I had that program that I ran a couple of months ago, um, 21 Days of Courage. And one of the things, fascinating things, two fascinating things, courage is a habit that you, that you develop and gain momentum on yourself and acting. And the other thing too is people, a lot of times, I'll speak only for myself, I, I realize that there's a fear of, of admitting that you are afraid of something. So like if you're afraid of the dark, you won't just like, hey, you know what, Jer? I'm afraid of the dark. You're afraid to admit that you're afraid of the right. dark. Interesting, yes. And I think think that first fear is even more poisonous and even more deadly because you know what? If you're afraid of the dark, now you can accept, once you acknowledge it, like you said before, acknowledging that fear, you can create a strategy, you can create support, you you can take actions to eventually transition past being afraid of the dark. If you're afraid to admit that you're afraid of the dark, then you don't think there's a problem sees that there's a problem and you can just live your merry life being afraid of the dark and no one none's the wiser but like there you have this you know very crippling aspect to your psyche because you can't do things that revolve around being afraid of the dark for example. right so kind of in your subconscious it's kind of just sitting there and then when something you know comes up where you gotta like be in a room that's dark you know you're instinctively gonna say no i'm not gonna go in that direction and that can kind of work with anything I feel like um, whether you're afraid of the dark or, you know, afraid of quitting your job to start your dream business or afraid of breaking up with your partner, right? All, all these things, like as soon as you take fear out of the equation and you kind of lead with action or you lead with courage, then it enables you to kind of like shift your life and actually go into another path. But as long as you're living your, your life by fear, then you're, you're kind of stuck in this, and, in this kind of comfortable state, but you're not growing, you're not evolving. And you're not giving yourself the kind of the freedom to go after what you want, what you truly want. So, yeah, I think speaking your truth and, you know, not being afraid to be vulnerable um, and to face your fears can be extremely, extremely valuable. 
Um, I think we need more of that. And then even going back to that whole idea of like, what's your vision? What's your vision for your family? What's your vision for your life? Right. You know, having that kind of like no fear in a sense, no fear attitude will give you, you know, more of a capacity to, to get the things in your life that you want and to go and to create that like lifestyle that you're looking for. Absolutely. Cause then you have to, it's like, well, not happy, but like you, when you start that train of thought, it takes, um, that courage of asking those questions, that courage of challenging the status quo, that that um, the courage of again, like even to ask, like what else, what what could my life look like if I wasn't afraid of certain things? What could my life look like if, you know, again, I like you said, went after that business, or even just bet on it, or even if what what am I prepared to accept or not accept? Like that's a that's a those are huge questions right. to ask and, and answer. Yeah. So, so on that note, um, let, let's, let's kind of shift now like in, into what's going on with you as far as like you talked, you just brought up business in the kind of business world and stuff. So now, you know, you're a father, you have another child on its way, right? So, yeah, yeah so, so what's going on, uh, what's going on with you outside of the kind of the family dynamics and stuff like? Um, there's nothing outside. <laughs> That's it. Is that your role right now? You're just kind of like the stay-at-home dad, and like the family dynamic, and the uh, for me has like ended up being like a, a the context to um, you know the other actions that that I make, right? Because again, now um, before prior to my daughter being born, I can do like my schedule is flexible. I'm not accountable to you know, how I spend my hours or how I spend my time. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, like, you know, those things would be supportive. So now being like having a family, having my family grow, um, it's also in a way it still really helps because now how am I spending my time? How am I investing my energy and attention? And those things, uh, when you start asking those things and realize those, those things, you're able to move forward and reframe and take, control or um be rather be empowered with what your days look like um right so so you are you saying you have more control now over what your days looks like are they more structured and planned out because you're a dad i would say that it's more of like um so for some people if you were to give them a white piece of paper they have and just say draw they have no idea what to draw it's like a completely limitless piece of white paper if i um if i said if i colored out a certain area and then said draw something now or write something now then now that a certain area is blocked off other ideas start coming so but so i'm using that example to say that when you have a control like i have to be home by three to pick up my daughter when you have that control on your time um then, then you have, then you are now in the situation to think, okay, so how am I spending my seven to three? How am I spending my six to three? How am I spending my five to three? So like the hours that I'm not, let's say actively being a dad or on dad duty, let's say uh, I'm now in a position to invest wisely because, because of its limit now. 
Whereas before it's like, yeah, I'm doing business related stuff, but like I have the whole day and I have no one to be accountable to or no accountability for my time at all. So then it's just like you, everything is kind of in quotes and stuff. Now that you have, now that I have a family and I have my time is more constrained, then it's just like, okay, we have to like productivity is now more embraced. So, or, um, at least yeah so on the productivity side of stuff do you are you finding you're more product productive now now that um you're in this situation where you have this restriction on your time um i feel like well um <laughs> i had a good habit and i fell out and now i'm transitioning um now that i have a, a much greater appreciation for habits um the the structure of how habits work and how everything ultimately can right. have it when so you what kind of a habit did you have in place that was working for you it was really simple my google calendar spent like scheduling out my days scheduling out um how i'm investing my time and and everything else like because when I can just say, I can just agree to something. Yeah, sure. But when I don't have my calendar in place, when I'm not looking at it and saying, no, I've allotted this day at this time for certain activities, then I tend to give it away to whatever suits my fancy at that time. Okay. You know, so for me, it's very simply like having a, and then so that now that comes out to priming my whole week where it's just like, okay, what are the key activities that I want to be doing for this week? Okay. And then when am I going to get them done? Because I only have certain amount of times on certain amount of days. So like, and then scheduling those things in, it's really as simple as that. When I schedule them into my calendar, I find my productivity like skyrocketing. So what happened? Like, why did you stop doing that? Um, you know, I don't have something doesn't, it doesn't come to mind what happened. It was probably just some excuse or um, again, before I really learned the value of creating habits and, um, and being disciplined is a habit <laughs> just like yeah, courage for sure. like I, I can echo that man i agree with you 100 percent um and i think yeah. what um you know what might be happening because i feel like i'm in a similar boat being an entrepreneur and working on your on your own is different than working for somebody else where you're responsible you know for certain things you have to get done every day and there's someone kind of looking over you but working for yourself you have nobody yeah. looking over you right like you're accountable for yourself um, and I feel like what happens is, um, you know, you get into these, these habits and these rhythms that are benefiting you, um, but all of a sudden you get triggered or something happens that kind of sets you back. And you almost go back into this like default state, which is like your norm, which you're kind of used to being in, right? It's kind of like you fall yeah. back and then like, you're kind of like looking around, you're aware of where you're at and you're like, what just happened here? Everything was perfect. Everything was rolling. Next thing you know, you fall out of sync. So this is, that's a, that's a common a problem that happens with myself um and what i what i've been doing is also similar to you is trying to um organize more of, of my of my days on a daily basis right so i didn't use google calendar i had another productivity book i was planning out my weeks what's the most important things to get done this week and then each day um, before the day started planning out what's going to happen that day um, i definitely found that helped but what I found um, that was even more beneficial, and I'm curious if you have any type of like morning routine, because what worked for me, or what's really been working for me, is having that morning routine where I actually take time, whether it's like 15 minutes or an hour of, of my day in the morning to get my mindset right, to think about what's happened the day before, what's going to happen today, um, to just kind of just like, you know, get myself in the right place to tackle what's going on in the days. Um, the interesting thing is like when I do that, my days have been amazing. 
Like it's been able to power me through the day. I feel centered. Um, the days that I don't do that, I feel more scrambled. I feel like I'm rushing into things and I lose sight of the bigger picture um, because these little yeah. things that we do every day are just like small events compared to the, the overall kind of like vision you're trying to create. Right. So with, with, like I said, what's been really working is, is having that morning routine. But just like you said, it, it works for me, but then I won't do it. Then I won't do it. And then I won't do it. And I fall out of that groove. So I, I'm currently in a similar state. And what, what I, like, like I said, what I've realized is I'm like defaulting back to this old state because that's where I feel more comfortable. I've been in this like, in this realm of, of like, you know, either it's procrastination or self-doubt right or like non-belief that i can get something done for so long that like when i come out of it it's like oh what are you doing like my, my mind is like uh this doesn't feel right let, let, let's take jared back to this and not even tell him yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like, that, that's how it feels it feels like there's you know there's my mind and, and then there's like my consciousness and they're like going at it sometimes but what's happening is like now this this new jared is kind of emerging and, and even though I'm having those thoughts, I have these other thoughts that are still are popping up and they're becoming louder, honestly, and, and they're winding out. This week, um, I, I talked to a little a bit about you with you. I talked a little bit about it earlier with you. And this week has been like that where, you know, the beginning of the week, I, I was like in one state. And then on Wednesday, I kind of switched to this other person almost. And I've been just like walking through it for, for the last end of my week. So... So let's bring it back to you now for a second. I'm wondering, one, you know, do you do anything in the morning or have any type of, of morning routine? That um... well, actually, I really wanted. I'm actually really curious to hear how you were able to make that switch. Like, how did you? Like, what changed between Tuesday and Wednesday that 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 now you're Jared 2.0, let's say, and you're able to walk with that, walk with that power or walk in your power. Like so that. it was like literally Wednesday at 3.30 p.m. <laughs> and, and I, I, wrote this, I wrote this down because like it was starting to happen again for me where um, I was looking back at the beginning of my week and I was like, and like things weren't, things weren't meshing. Um, it, things weren't just kind of um, where I wanted them to be. I was like, again, who is this person and stuff? And then it, it wasn't anything like specifically that happened. I was just like online. I was looking at somebody's website and I was really admiring this person's website. And I was like, wow. And, and usually like a lot of times I can get jealous because like they had so much going on and they've created so much that I wanted that. But, it, but my, my, my reaction wasn't that. For the, it was more like I can do that. I'm like, what's going on here? I've already done so much. Like, and something just like triggered inside of me. And I said, and I committed to the rest of the week to, to go back to doing my morning routines um, and to continue um, surrounding myself with positive, positive, uh, positivity, right? Whether through a podcast or a video or, or, or the people that I'm surrounding myself, the conversations I'm having. And this is what's really been working for me. And like looking at the last like couple of weeks or even the beginning of the week, I could see when I'm not doing that stuff, my mind it's easier going to my default state um which is like where i don't want to be this kind of jar like 1.0 right um when i want to be in 2.0 i need to be doing these things constantly every single day to to really keep myself peaking at that level right so it's it's what's really shifted for me was making that commitment once again so now i'm back on track now i'm back to doing those habits um i gave myself the task of like 
waking up um, at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, like at least an hour or half an hour before I normally wake up to give myself that time, right? And mm. the other thing that's been really uh, powerful for me is, you know, committing to new habits, right? Like you talked about how you're the neuro, whatever in your head, right? We've been, yeah. So th- there's this guy, Dr. Joe um, Penanza or something. He has this book, Breaking the Habit. Yeah. So you're aware of this guy and like, I've just discovered him and he talks all about this, but he gives you. Okay. I don't know his work. I just know, like, I know of his work, but I haven't read right. or sampled so any of his work. I would like recommend this guy to anybody. Just, just like, like there's like a 30 minute podcast that he's on that you could just listen to. And it was enough for me to be convinced to buy his book and now I'm reading his book. And he basically gives you the, the, the tools to like change your habits. If you, if you, you know, he says like for the first 35 years of your life, you create this kind of like, you know, essence of yourself through your subconscious and, and just like your habits and this way of being that like people think it's impossible to change, but he gives you the tools through meditation, right? Through, through your habits, through, through, you know, he gets into like the quantum physics behind everything. It's very scientific and stuff, but it's proven. And, and, and it all starts with you like basically saying like when you have those thoughts and that those old part of you keep popping up to basically say, no, no, no. Like I see those things. I see that about me, but that's not me anymore. And then you tell yourself who you are. Right. And you visualize that new person that you are, the new habits that you have, but you got to keep doing it. You got to, it's like got to be on repeat yeah. all the time. And I think, that's the biggest challenge, um, especially for myself. Um, so, you know, if I go back to your original question, what was it? I think it was just that thought process of like, you know, those, those, yeah. those like thoughts that I don't resonate with anymore that keep coming up, having like the power to be able to say no and, 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 and take the, you know, go in this new direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. I'll have to look. Again, I'm, I've been aware of him for a while, but I haven't uh, gone any deeper than that, so I'll have to look into some of that yeah. for sure. And again, this concept of um, habits and so forth, like when, what that means and um, how everything that gets surrounding it. So like, and the fact that now this guy is talking about it and I have heard of him before this, so like, it's uh, definitely something I'll have to look into. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, no problem. Being yourself, I guess is what it's called. Part of it. Can you repeat that? Being yourself? Is yes, that what it's, called? It's, it's something in, in those lines. If you Google it, um, 100% you can find it. I could even add a link um, to the bottom of this podcast for anyone that listens that wants to check them out. Um, I, like I said, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, okay. Yeah, 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 no problem. Um, I found it super beneficial, and, and I really think that um, anybody can. Um, I came across this quote recently and it was like, your thoughts determine your vision or your thoughts determine your future. So something, uh, something like that, but it made total sense to me because it's all about your mindset and what you're thinking. Well, like what you're thinking, um, like equals how you're feeling, right? What you're thinking can depict your future, can depict what's around you, right? Like if you're thinking negative thoughts all the time, well, guess what? You're going to feel housey. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel bad, right? And you're going to keep drawing that negativity in around you because that's what you're kind of putting out there. But if you can flip it and you can start thinking about just like positive things that you want, think, think about like what you want to create and, and, and not worry about the fear and the doubt and all that, 
then that's what's going to kind of um, surround you. And then it makes it easier to, to create those new habits because you'll be serving those positive thoughts and that positive energy, right? And this is, what, this is what's been, yeah, it, it's really about what's been like, shifting myself um, and working well for me. So, so yeah, definitely check it out. Um, is there, you know, so, so going back now to, to your family and kind of where you're at, um, what else is going on? I mean, you know, you you are a photographer, you are a videographer, you are trying to be, you know, be an entrepreneur, right? Um, how, how is that? Um, like, how does that like, add to like everything else that's going on in your life with the family and whatnot? Being the single dad, like, are you are you able to to focus on the business? Are you able to know your direction? Are you able to get things done on a daily basis? Like, how are you kind of adapting? Not a single dad. Oh, sorry, um, I, mean, I, I say single could... dad. Oh, I didn't wow. say it, so I just okay, yeah, to... I apologize. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely could not take that away from yeah, my partner. Sorry, Amanda. Uh... It's totally <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Okay, so you're not a single dad, but you do have a family, right? Um, and you are yeah. you are trying to build, you know, be an entrepreneur. You're a creative person, um, and, and you're definitely got a few things going on. So, um, but I guess well, honestly, what keeps it, I guess, what keeps it moving is, um, you know, the support structures, our mastermind. Um, I have another men's group as well, um, and I've been drawing and paying more and more attention to. Um, or I guess one of the things that I guess really has my interest is like, and we've spoken about this before, is like the role of the man in 2018 and um, what masculinity looks like in 2018 when it's balanced and um, how to be a man that is balanced with masculine and feminine energy. So just like a whole person um, because there's, it's only the excessive of either one of those things that where you are out of balance and where, you know, the, let's say the, I don't know, let's say quote unquote, the worst extremes of those things where you have the arrogant macho dude or like the manipulative, um, you know, or over quote, overly emotional woman. Um, let's say like the extremes of those things, but I think like just staying in balance with who you are and your feelings and both of those energies. Um, I've been trying to maintain that balance to the best way that I know how and um, being present as uh, is something that I'm constantly uh, rediscovering as a superpower, because I think that uh, without getting too much into the spiritual side, I guess it, I feel like it just, it supports focus and it supports action and it supports um, peace and I think from that state, that's where um, I am the most productive and um, where I am um, able to be my best self, I suppose, is the best way to. Okay. So do, do you have any other superpowers or? Um... <laughs> like... um, everyone, everyone has superpowers. You yeah, just have so to figure out what you want. Yeah, derail. Let's talk about your superpowers. So what, what, if you had to tell, yeah. like, what are your top three or top two superpowers if you uh so i guess uh what how i know that they're superpowers is that because other people have told me okay just tell us what it is you don't have to like yeah uh so it's presence um connection and creativity those are the those are my essences i would say um those are my those are my superpowers 
Do you, um, and, and are you utilizing those superpowers in, in your, in your business um, or the things that you're kind of building right now? Yeah. So that's where I'm, I'm really refocusing on. So photography has been like, um, has shifted to being a, a real priority for me, like, it, or it was for like the last, like, let's say a year and a half. And I guess as I really started honing in on, like honing in on my superpower around connection, um, that's where, um, I guess that's where following those essences is where I've kind of been able to realize what I want to do and where I want to start putting my energies. And it's, it's kind of like a recent, uh, a recent discovery that it's just like of how I'm going to move forward of what that looks like, because, you know, how I use the superpowers. Um, I think that combination using them together, I think is where it really yes. becomes impactful and where the life my life is really pulling me. So connection is big to me. I don't know why, like uh, just connecting with another human being. And that's what I loved about photography. That's what I love about even, um, that's what I love about photography and being behind a camera is still going after something real and trying to create like a very real moment. And I'm able to do that, I think, even um, better with video. And that is something where, so that's where the kind of the creativity comes in, in terms of um, what's it going to look like and um, having almost like this creative receipt of this encounter. But like my, the thing is, is like being present and connecting with the person in front of me in terms of what's real for them, um, what's a real moment for them, what, what makes them tick and what, like the things that are going on in their lives. Like that, that to me, it's like just such a, a fascinating and um, empowering and humbling thing to connect with someone and then be able to someone who you don't have, let's say a prior connection with and to get to a vulnerable moment. Right. So by you um, being present, by you yeah. being present, you're able to like form a connection with this person and in return, you're hoping that connection yeah. re- results in their vulnerability. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then a creative um, output, I guess. Right. Of all so that was the last one, create, creativity or just like being a creative person on a daily basis, right? Yeah, because like you can go and have a conversation with a stranger and that's cool. Um, but in, from a business standpoint, it's just like, what can you do to, like for me, is taking these essences, taking, my, t- taking these powers and transforming it that's, to something that's going to add value for, another, for other people. You know, I'm also like I was trained in facilitation and that was uh, a huge in Bali last year. And that was a huge experience for me, too. Um, and kind of like on the spiritual side and facilitating a group and then knowing how to uh, or I guess learning how to connect and further connect with people and hold space in a room and so forth. So like there's a couple of things that I'm experimenting with. And that's the problem. <laughs> that's my biggest issue is that I have so many interests um, all over the place. So like it's that I, I can get scattered or fragmented because there's so many interests right. that I have. So right now I'm just trying to double down on the photo- on the videography and creating something that's unique to me or something that I find very unique and impactful. Um, and something that also that, you know, that I feel like supports the raising of consciousness in the world and then doing that. And then as that continues to unfold or as that continues forward, um, add value to somebody else, um, the business expands, you know, money comes as a byproduct, and then I continue to see what other, where, where my other curiosities lie that 
and then follow those curiosities. So I find it interesting. Like um, you seem to have like two definitely big interests. One being like the self-development side of stuff. Um, Like you said, you went to to Bali, you did a facilitation workshop, right? Um, And then you have this other side, the photography side of stuff, right? Where you want to be creative and you have that kind of outlet. Um, Yeah, that and screenwriting right. and then and then being, so, like it's just it's like so many interests yeah. like that's the but where i'm going with this is like i feel like fine there's so many interests but um they're also just in a sense um tools that you could be using to to create one thing right like you could you could take all these things and utilize them to create one larger scale thing right one you know style of business that incorporates everything into it so you're using all your skills to create something on a larger scale yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I definitely think that you're right on that on that front for sure. And I definitely that like that's that's the direction that I'm now just now that's really starting to kind of slowly get a good right. Because it seems like um, yeah, because like just talking to you and knowing to you, it definitely seems like um, over the last you know year you've been kind of like pulled in that direction um, from the self development aspect, from like a teaching and facilitation aspect, right? And also like you talked about. Um, what you talked about like what um it's like to, to like be a father in 2018 right and, and kind of what's that yeah. like and, and it seems like you want to be um, an example of, of like i don't know if you want to call it a new breed right but a new definition of what um what it means to be a father um in, in this kind of day and age where you know you can you can still be you, know, you can be vulnerable you can be compassionate you can be there for your partner um, it doesn't just necessarily involve, you know, the father or the man just going out, going to the job, coming home, and that's it, right? It can involve yeah, so right. much more. You can bring so much more value to your relationship and to your family um, by being a more present, by being a more vulnerable, you know, even being more creative, like father. Um, it seems like you're, you're definitely uh, really passionate about all of that, right? So it, it'd be really cool if there was like, you know, to bring the photography to that, like, you could even do, like, a photography series on fathers, right, on modern-day fathers and what that looks like, you know, a way for you to kind of just bring those kind of worlds together um, could be kind of interesting. So um, I, I just wanted to bring up a couple more things, um, and then we can kind of maybe wrap this up. So um, you talked a little bit about going to Bali, and I know you know, we, we went to the Seeds um, three-day workshop together, which was, you know, an amazing experience. Um, again, it's a self-development workshop where you go spend three days and you just deep dive into yourself and try to find those seeds that are blocking you, right? Um, yeah. So you, you actually took it. Which was also a huge accelerant Pardon? to you. I'd say that was also definitely a huge accelerant too. Was that, and that workshop happened um, like the day before my dad passed. And like, I think that that experience is what um, supported me in, in that, in that transition. Right. Sure. And, uh, I, and I think that's definitely one of the, the big takeaways from like this conversation is, you know, the value of self-development work. Like at the end of the day, like if we can simplify what we're talking about, it's the value. It is. It's the value of self-development work and working on yourself, and, and and being open to be vulnerable with with other people can really benefit you in the bigger things in your life. When you lose your father, for example, you know having that support system, yeah. but also having the tools like to, to deal with in situations like that. So you don't like. Yes, there's going to be feelings that arise and there's going to be things that come up, but having the tools to kind of like 
get through them in a very positive way because this is life and like things are going to happen to you in life right and the more you kind of get sucked into those feelings and the more you kind of like get stuck in a certain place the harder it is to get out right so if you have the tools to sit there and and actually like look at them head on and identify them and deal with them and then let them go and move forward you're just going to keep growing and you're just going to keep um evolving in, in, in being like, I don't want to say a better person, but just a more like enlightened person, I guess. Right. And I, I think in, 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 um, in return, you're also going to be a, like a really good, um, you know, example for other people, right. The, the more you can kind of have that presence, the more it can, people around you can see that. And hopefully, you know, you can, you know, inflict change in other people as well. Um, so, so I just wanted to ask, um, if you took it to the next level, you said you went to the, the, the facilitator workshop in Bali. Um, how did that kind of like, you went through all the self-development work, right? And you went to the workshops and you've been doing the mastermind stuff, but going to facilitate a facilitation program, like you're learning how to be a facilitator, which is a different angle, it's a different uh, point of view, because now you're looking at, you know, teaching other people or guiding other people, Right. Um, to use these specific tools and, and to work on themselves. How did that kind of like affect your mindset um, in the sense of like, you know, how all these kind of like tools and like self-development work and, and like, um, you know, how, how did it kind of change your... Uh... Um, like, did it give you a different perspective, I guess, is a better question here. Um, empowered my perspective okay. like I've gotten more tools on how to again let's say facilitate a room and I feel more grounded in and it's uh and given me a different sense of confidence I guess just in terms of you know my superpowers because even then I wouldn't even like my these abilities or whatever you want to call it like um in just the essence the aspects of who I am like th- those things were emboldened and those things were empowered because even before that conference I wouldn't even be able to identify them and I definitely wouldn't be able to stand in authority to have this conversation and say that that is what they are um but other than that like I feel like it's so like I feel and then since then I've led workshops before and a lot of a lot of people after that workshop said that it was really impactful for them and that it was a really right. good experience yeah. for them. Um, you know, so that, so that was, those were awesome experiences for sure and been definitely very gratifying and I'm a lot more aware of those kinds of things. Uh, but I think the number one is just kind of continue to affirm um, the steps that I'm taking on this, on this path and I guess my commitment to my spiritual path. Like, it, I'll, you know, even when I'm down, which happens, uh, I was in, for like probably a good chunk of May, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's but the benchmark is um, um, what is the impact that I'm having or for myself, and and what is the devotion to self that I'm having, and how aligned do I feel with my perspective of divinity? Um, that's that's my benchmark now. So like I yeah. that kind of affirmed that standpoint and kind of. Affirmed Right. And I feel like this is like a really good, like, you know, moment for you because, you know, you're at a certain point where you're really being tested almost on like who you really are, what you're really all about. Right. Like you're at a place right now where, um, you know, you're, you're kind of like trying to go in a certain direction. Right. Um, and you're being tested in, in a lot of different ways to see how strong you are, to see, 
you know, how much courage you have, you know, to see if you can change these habits. Right. Um, and the most, like the most beautiful thing here I find is that, um, is your attitude and, and your positivity throughout all this. Like, you know, may, I don't know how you were before, but now it seems like, yes, you're going through all this stuff, but you still have a very positive outlook on it. Um, and you don't let, you know, you don't let it kind of deter like, like who you really are. Right. Just because like you don't, just because you don't have a million dollars in the bank or you're not leading like a fortune 500 company or whatever. It's not, it's not changing your self-worth. It seems like you still, you know, feel like you, you have, um, you know, like you have a lot of good intentions and you're a good person. And like, you know what I mean? Like, like you're not letting, letting any, anything else bring you down. You're just allowing this kind of like to rise you up almost. Well, thank you. Um, that's the intention um, and but and it's been and it's been a journey that you know i've been blessed to be, to even share with you and to share with the other people in our group and even other people in like you know my fdp group and you know just other people in general like you i think one of one of the biggest hurdles was the concept of self-love um so that was one of the biggest things in my early stages that i that i'm always coming back to because i think I and I'm not to say that I've mastered it by any stretch of the imagination, but I genuinely believe that there is no circumstance you cannot dissolve with enough love, um, whatever that looks like. I, I, no one can convince me differently at this yeah. point. Um, that said, um, yeah, like it's you know, for me, separating my my self worth with money has been a journey, and there's still fragments that come up and. Um, you know, and dealing with that and um, realizing even further, like what is, what are like the emotional patterns that are, that are, that are fueling that, even that mindset. Um, and what are the, like, how is my ego really juicing that concept that attaches my value to money? The idea that a human being's value is, is attached or proportional to money is, is genuinely insane. Um, it's insane. Uh, it's insane, but you, it's actually um, it's almost like a norm. It's a norm in society. Societal standard, um, you know, for so many you're, reasons. You're, you're kind and, of like and, taking it almost like a different approach. Like your standard is almost based on love, right? And like how much not you just love yourself, and in return, like if you love yourself, you have like more love to love other people. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and, me i do think that the money comes as a as a byproduct when you uh when you learn to love yourself in just such a way or like when you if that's the intention then how do you love yourself enough in every circumstance that you know money comes about as a byproduct and i think that that's the path that i want to take like i don't you know if it were just a matter about motivation or you know just finding a coach to you know support you or just to hold you accountable like all that stuff is cool um, and I'm not taking it away from, you know, the people who go through that experience, but I'm like, what, what is the pathway um, using, you know, now my, what I would call my superpowers and then coming out of love for myself and for my ego with all the, you know, what I would call mistakes, um, how do I learn to love that aspect of myself enough to still step forward um, and create something that is going to benefit mankind as a whole while adding value to, let's say, a specific group of people. Okay, so 
how is that how i'm going to simplify this for you so how is that going like on an everyday basis like your your message is amazing and your your like no, your energy is always so positive and you always come from such a good place but let's let's get real so i want to know like on a, no like on an everyday basis right um how is that going for you like like are you waking up and you're like go 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 and you're just full of energy and full of positivity or is it a big are you currently going through a struggle where you know it goes up it goes down you're trying to get your mind right you're just trying to like find your path like you know okay pardon i'd say finding my path definitely for sure and again like um you know bridging all this high-minded and high-minded emotional or spiritually based stuff. It's just like, okay, um, you, I can't give that to the bank for rent. So like, how am I bringing that? Paying the <laughs> That's bills? so funny. You can't give it to the bank for rent. You could, you could try. You could walk in there and be like, hey, like I can't pay my bills this month, but I can give you some good. Uh... <laughs> and I think you should allow that the currency, to be the currency. Yes. Uh, okay. So, so, and this is, I guess, a good segue. It's like, yeah, so. So what's the plan? What's the plan of action here? If you want to even make it easier for you to answer, it's like, what's the vision? What is your vision, let's say, for the next year or even three years? Like, you know, what do you want for yourself? Where do you, you see this kind of this going if you could, you know, create that, that perfect life? Um, my perfect life really looks like um, uh, just of outlets that I kind of discussed um again I'm now that I've kind of I feel like I've found the pulse to what I want to do and um how I see creation coming moving through me let's say um I just want to keep doing that where you know I can kind of create something that adds value um that people are willing to you know exchange it for money um but I still see it as benefiting mankind overall uh, yeah I just want to jump in there because like um like your answer is so broad <laughs> that like you're like you're not gonna be honestly you're not gonna get to the like like you know this right like you need a clear picture of Sean in the future like okay so Sean is a videographer that does public speaking and um, nice. spends a lot of time with spiritual conversations that's what okay that's so like. I like I, I'm obviously like happy to support you in any way I can to get you there. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. Like, what do you have? What if you had one thing that you could kind of let go of now, right? One habit, one tendency that you could just let go of now and say, okay, this is no longer part of me, and replace it with something that would just like, like get you to that person you want to be. Um, what what would that thing be that you let go, and what would you replace it with? uh procrastination and i would replace it with uh discipline <laughs> that's so perfect man like i, lo- I love actually i love that like it's true like procrastination versus discipline so okay so so let's get to it like the pro- procrastination side of stuff and like we all deal with procrastination it, it's a common human trait but i think other people are better at countering countering it with the discipline so what's something you can do that can help you eliminate the, process, the, the procrastination and, and make you more disciplined? Like what's a habit or what's the practice that you can start implementing that will help you? Yeah, so um, similar to what we discussed, calendar, calendar. my calendar items. It, 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 and that's what I found is in 
you know, in developing habits is making them making goals that are super, super big or super so goals that you feel are big enough to make an impact. And that's not how habits work. That's not how your brain works. So it's like, what is the smallest thing that you would laugh as being a goal? Do that. Do that repeatedly and then upgrade it the next week and then upgrade that the next week. But it's about, okay, real quickly. So um, I once went to a conference and he was speaking about habits. And um, the example he gave us was like, if you're trying to go to the gym at 5 a.m. every day, um, you start by waking up at 6 and develop that over a couple of days. And it's just like, and if you want to start working out, it's just like, okay, you wake up at, let's say, 6 you take your gym shoes and put them beside the treadmill. That's day one. Day two, you put your shoes on and stand on the treadmill. Day three, you turn the treadmill <laughs> on for 10 seconds. Day four, you run for 30 seconds. Day five, you run for another 30 seconds just to really okay. cement it in. Like it's the smallest thing that you could possibly do in the direction of where you want to go and when it's just and the problem for me is that my my ego resists the simplicity of it it's just like that's not enough i can do more why don't you just chill do the small thing like scheduling your calendar and let's see if you're more productive by the end of the day let's see if you're more productive for that one hour or for that one day of the week you know and and instead of you know, trying to trick yourself into this huge, large thing that you have to do to life. No, like set your calendar. <laughs> right. I get it. Do that. Yeah. About it. And it's just, I think the thing is like without the emotionality, you do what you're doing out of like discipline and commitment and devotion ultimately. And that has nothing to do with how you feel right. about so, it. And I think so. So, so the two things that I got out of this one is like, it's kind of like chunking, right? Where you have a goal, you have a vision, but then you chunk it into smaller little pieces, right? And then you, you, you figure out what that little piece is and you just focus on that little, that little chunk. And that's all you got to focus on because like, once you get that chunk, then you move to the next chunk. That's all you got to focus on. And it, it, it enables you to have more confidence because when you think about the bigger picture, think about everything you have to do. You're like, what, what am I going to do here? I don't know what to do. You get all scrambled. But if you just chunk it down into these small little increments, like then you, you can become a lot more focused and a lot more uh, kind of productive. The other thing I, I would um, I would bring up is, you know, this whole thing about goals, and I think it's good to have goals, and I think it's good to have a vision. I don't want to take anything away from that, but what I've realized is even more important is the dedication to working on yourself. I truly believe that if you can get your and, and I'll speak from my own personal experience, what I'm going through, that if I can get my mind right. Right. And if I can keep working on that, if I can keep keeping myself and just like be just come from a place every day that, that makes me happy and that the person I want to be. And if I can do that on a consistent basis, everything else will be everything else will be gravy. Productivity, the, the, the efficiency, the work, the money, everything else will come. But until I can get to the place where my mindset is, is right and I have that discipline like you talked about. Right. Then. I'll never be able, nothing else will ever be able to, to work, be worked out because I'll still have like, like, think about it. If you don't deal with the stuff that's inside your mind and let it go, it's always going to be there. Right. And if you don't deal with it, like you, you may be able to cover it up for a little while, um, maybe get some results, but it'll always just come back. 
So the more time you can actually spend on yourself and dealing with your, with your, you know, your inner issues or not even your inner issues, just, just spending time on, on, on what matters to you, being grateful, being thankful, right? Coming from a place of love, then the more everything else will kind of follow. And I think for myself, that's why I've gotten so much reward out of making sure I commit to like doing that first thing every single day because, because it sets me up for success for the rest of the day. And it's, um, yeah. it's really been, it's really been beneficial and stuff. So now, um, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I think, I think on that note, I mean, um, we, we've talked about quite a bit. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add or, or, or kind of discuss. Um, no, I mean, I think that I feel like that that encompasses a lot. Yeah, already. Um, I, I definitely uh, appreciate your time. Um, thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate being on for that's part of this project. It's, uh, I'm really excited to see. Yeah. OK, cool. Um, so I guess if there's anything else to be said, we can kind of wrap it up. Um, I, I wish you luck in, in your continuous journey. Um, I hope I hope you continue to focus on that procrastination versus um, discipline. Uh, I I really believe, like I'm saying, if you just even if you just focus on that and you make that your number one goal, and, and make sure every yeah. single day you do whether it's a morning routine or an afternoon routine or whatever it may be that you need to work on to get to that place. I believe that if you commit to that every single day, everything else that you talked about, including your vision, will happen, right? Because like, mm. that's, the, that's like the big stepping stone that you need to get past. And if you can do that, um, like it, it's crazy. Like, like your confidence will go up, right? Your, your productivity yeah. will go up. You'll start outputting more. You'll start feeling better about yourself. It'll, it'll just become this chain reaction. Um, so again, I wish you luck. Um, I appreciate the fact that you're even on the show. I'm kind of... <laughs> All right. Thanks. And good luck. And I'll talk to you soon.